SMQBs, this is episode 78, and this is our fantasy football draft preview extravaganza show. Uh, listen at your own peril, but seriously, there's some good info in here. Come check it out. Have fun. Thanks for listening. SMQBs, this is episode 78, the Fantasy Football Preview Show. But first, this is a good one. I'm going to give a stat that could give this away to anybody who knows it right away. But this guy, this number 78, went to Chafee High School in Ontario, California. He played college football at USC from 1976 to 1979. Milk's out. Now, now here's here's the clue that if you really know, you'll nail it. In addition to playing football, he also played baseball, pitching for their national championship team in 1978. USC won a bowl game in all four of his seasons, including three Rose Bowls. He's the 1991 NFL Man of the Year, a nine-team first-team All-Pro. Two times second. I'm going to make a guess, but I don't think it's this. Is it possibly it's Anthony Munoz? Yes. Good guess. Pitcher. Holy smokes. Yeah, how about that? That's a big pitcher. How about that? I didn't know he played baseball. I thought you were going to pick Virginia Tech's own Bruce Bruce Smith. Well, that was a a possibility, and and I thought about Bruce Smith. But, you know, Munoz really was – for a long time, and maybe even now, considered the greatest lineman. Yeah, I think that's true. Game. So I, I think I, that's true. Yeah, Bruce Smith was a good, and Art Shell was another one who was on there as, as a seventy-eight. Um, but I, I couldn't. I had to go with Munoz, particularly when I learned that he pitched on a national championship baseball team. Wow, so that's a crazy stat. Yeah, I had no idea. No, I mean, crazy. that could be one of those things that Wikipedia just slips in there to call you know, like the, to make people look stupid because maybe that's not true, but but <laughs> the internet says it's true, so it must be real. It could be. It could be. How's everybody oh, doing? Good, good. good well, man. Football time. Focus. Yeah. Football. Really don't have yeah. time to do anything else other than do mock drafts. I think right. I'm I mean, 180 behind Rooster still. I was going to say, and that, and yeah, that's right, because you've done two, and he's done 182. <laughs> At I've, least I've done an official one, and I already hate my team. So your other, that's your natural. Other, less, less it's natural. Trail. Everything's natural. I'm just going in blind this year. I figure that it's probably that's, just that might help an you. option. Look, if yeah. you just let CBS yeah. pick your team, you'll probably do better. I might. I yeah, might. For you, you could definitely do better. For the record, I do believe I was in the semifinals the year before. Weren't you in the Super Bowl one year? I don't think I've made it to the Super Bowl, but I've been in the semis a couple times. Rooster, in your championship season last year, congrats again. Yeah. Uh, Do you uh, remember what your CBS grade was to begin the year? I think it was a B minus or a C plus. Yeah. And my first three picks were uh, Christian McCaffrey. Gone. DeAndre Hopkins. Gone. Gone. And Chris Carson. And Chris Carson. Gone. 
Chris Carson was a top three. That was the most worthless draft ever for me. Yeah. I'm going to see plus. It's all that. Managing. Managing. I had the first pick. I had an A at the end of my CVF, and my first yeah. pick was Dalvin Cook, who I don't think he played in 13 games yeah. last yeah. season. So Good thing I took him on Saturday at number six. <laughs> That's good at six. <laughs> he stays healthy. He's worth it. At six, it's a good pick. No, I mean, it's a good. it would have been a good pick at one if he played. He, he loves playing 10 games a year. I mean, right. You need someone for 10 games. He's your guy. <laughs> well, Rooster, you're the you're the defending champion in our league. So uh, why don't you tee it up and, and let's get into some of this preview here. Uh, and you're going to cover quarterbacks for us. So tell us what we need to know. So I think that there are 12 quarterbacks who, if you got one of these guys, you would think to yourself, I got a true number one in, in our in our standard fantasy football league. But the problem is if you dig down a little deeper, there are beyond maybe three or four of them, they all have some significant problems. And when I say, say three or four, I say, if you get Justin Herbert, you get Mahomes, you get uh, Josh Allen and possibly Joe Burrows, you've got, you know, you've got pretty solid uh, number one quarterback play. But now Burrows is behind a Swiss cheese offensive line. Everyone says they're improved, but they're improved from horrible to just below average. So, I mean, last year they were so bad that they never ran play action because he was afraid to turn his back to the defense ever. <laughs> That's how bad their offensive line was. So, really, I think there are three who are you just pencil them in. They're going to be greatness in fantasy football league. And then you get to guys like um, Jalen Hurts. He could be massive this year. Oh, my fucking but God. Are, really? you, are you kidding me? I said he could be. Oh, my what? God. What? Jesus. The worst take ever. This is bullshit. You're just, off, trying, you're, trying, you're just trying to throw people who, who you're going to be competing I was trying to get to the butt part, and you guys cut me off. <laughs> you can't seem to complete a pass over the middle of the field. And – Defenses are going to figure this out. All he wants to do is roll out and throw outside. So I'd be hesitant to draft him too high. Good. Um, I hope none of you do. I would be hesitant to take Russell Wilson too high because he doesn't have the kind of receivers he likes to throw to, which is big dudes who will go jump up in the air and snag down a bomb. I think Jerry Judy may be one of the most overrated Alabama wide receivers in a long, long time. I don't like their wide receivers, and and then Patrick is hurt. Um, Dak, Dak has the tools to put together a huge fantasy year, but he's got one outside wide receiver. I mean, why did they get rid of Amari Cooper? I don't get that. They, you know, Michael what's Gallup will be back. Gallup, he'll be back, but he won't be back for a while. I mean, he doesn't Week have any. Four, that's what I'm thinking. He doesn't have anybody to throw it to really right now, other than CD Lamb, and people are going to double cover the hell out of CD Lamb. That's okay. Zeke uh, will run the ball. Um, mm. Lamar Jackson, eh, he doesn't excite me beyond the running part. He's not that accurate, and you know he's got a great tight end. It's probably second best tight end in football, but not a great wide receiving core. Kyler Murray scares the shit out of me. For all the reasons we talked about last year, for the first nine games, he's probably your man. 
and then he craters somehow or another at the end of the season. Well, we know why. But yeah, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's lost Devontae Adams. Who's he going to throw the ball to? He's got uh, Tanya and his tight end is hurt. Who's he going to throw the ball to? A uh, bunch of no names. And then Brady, Brady is yes. remarkably still th- throwing the ball well. He threw the ball deep better last year than he did early in his career. But talk about a Swiss cheese offensive line right now. My God, that guy's going to get killed this year if you don't we watch out. another one Saturday. He is going to get destroyed. There's yes, nobody preach. to block for. Preach. Why are why are starting offensive linemen playing in the third quarter of a preseason game? I don't Can know. Anyone, I don't know. Especially you? especially when you've lost like two fifths oh. while already. Correct. Anyway, Chris, whatever he said. Chris, you're uh, freezing. So anyway, my, I think my point is this: there are twelve technically number ones, but some of them has have some problems. So don't wait too late. Otherwise, you're going to wind up like milk, and uh, everybody else is going to have two quarterbacks before you're picking Kirk Cousins as your number one. Okay, so, Rooster, question. How high, even your best quarterback, how high are you picking him in your draft? That's what everybody wants to know. I mean, quarterbacks yeah. are well, a premium, but then they're not. So how high are you going? Well, as you know, we have one guy in our league who tends to pick a quarterback with his first pick. What I do is I ignore that as an outlier. And then whoever picks the next quarterback, I'm thinking maybe I should jump in there. If I'm in the middle of the pack, like I am, I'm at number six. So it could, it's going to take time to swing back to me possibly. So if somebody's taken, let's say Josh Allen and then Herbert, um, I'm not necessarily jumping in there in the, in the second or third round. But if it's the fourth round and Josh Allen and Herbert and Mahomes and one of the other big guys is gone, I want to I'll make sure gone. I want to make sure I'm getting somebody at least as good as Matt Stafford, who has this elbow problem now. I don't want to get anyone, I don't want to get down into the into the Trey Lance, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins range, unless I've just put together the best fucking package possible with the tr- picks before that. I, I, I think if you can get Derek Carr as your second quarterback, you're, that's great. So because we're here to help all of our fans win their fantasy league, you'll look at our social media and the board behind me. The highest ranking quarterback on one of these NFL pundits fantasy draft was Josh Allen in the fourth. Does that sound about right, Rooster, the fourth round? Well, yeah, but didn't um, last year didn't uh, – one of our guys take him in the first round? Yeah, probably. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you give up a running back or top wide receiver and take a quarterback in the first round? I got Kirk Cousins in the 10th round on Saturday, and I'm sorry. You can say what you want. That guy scores fantasy points. That guy sucks. You're right. He does, but he blows. He blows. He's not going to – I don't really give a shit whether or not he's going to win a playoff game in the actual real playoffs, but get me two to three touchdowns a game and get 10th round value? Why? 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 I don't understand this obsession with getting a quarterback in the third, fourth round. That's maybe, good value. So, you know, you, what do you guys think about Trey Lance? I, I, 
I think it's – I didn't need to see more from that guy to even pick him in the – Not sixth. ready for prime time. He's going to struggle. Yeah, Just I like all of them will. I wouldn't he's, pick him before the eighth or ninth he's, round. He's not ready for prime time yet. He's not my year. number one quarterback. The only way that Trey Lance has big numbers is if he's dumping pat, and this could happen. He's dumping passes to Debo, who goes 50 yards for what looks like a bomb on the fantasy sheet. But that right. could happen a number of times. When Debo well, runs away with the ball, Trey Lance gets a 50-yard touchdown pass. Trey Lance throws a beautiful bomb, though. Um, he does. He throws a nice long ball. His problem is accuracy in the intermediate game. Sort of like Carson Wentz. I mean, the knock on him right now is he's not hitting the wide-open easy passes. And um, that's a problem. That's a big problem. I know I would ne- another guy I would never take, even as my number two, is Justin Fields. It's not because I don't think he's good. I think he's got all the tools. But he's got an offensive line that's horrible and no receivers. So what's he supposed to do with it other than run? So I'm sorry, did did I miss – did anybody talk about Dak? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about Dak. Limited limited weapons. Yeah. Yeah. What about Danny Dimes? Danny Dimes. Had a huge game. This guy's coming around. Start for the Giants by midseason. I'll tell you who's it. Well, you know who's got wet. Go ahead. I think a sleeper for for a great number two quarterback is this year is Tannehill. He's he looks great this preseason, and their team looks really good too. He's not good. Malik Willis replaces him in week six. Right. And you talk about weapons, though. I mean, isn't that the the argument for Tua? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the argument for Tua, but I don't know if he's got the arm to do. Well, the ah, thing about that, ahead. though, is is those weapons, though, the, the weapons he has, he only has to throw the ball about 10 yards and mm. they can and they're going to scamper down the field for 50 and, and a touchdown. So he doesn't right. need to be throwing, you know, 25 yard strikes across the middle. Yeah, two is two is uh, got the you're right. He's surrounded by enough talent where if he's accurate. He could have a great fantasy year, not not an right. impressive, you know, airing it out kind of a year, but good, putting up good numbers. That's yeah. a weird team. That's a weird fantasy team. I mean, it's hard to me. It'd be hard. I don't want to get off topic. We're on quarterbacks, but it's hard to. It would be hard to take running backs and wide receivers from the Dolphins because there's so many of them that, you know, you're not going to get all the touches you want for a number one guy. That's true. Well, we should talk about wide receivers. Let's do it. Yeah. Who's got it? Milk, right? That's me. That's me, baby. Oh, you're um, headless wide receiver. You, All right. Wait, Milk, are you, the, are you the prior defending champion before? I haven't, no, defended, he's the I haven't first. defended a champion in like four years. Oh, okay. Defended Weren't you the first champion? I was the first. That's right. And then you before started I, to learn how to play fantasy, which right. now you're winning the league. Very One and good. done. So just so so milk. In other words, just like the the other four of us on here, the other three of us, you're a, you're a loser from last year yeah. too. You're officially. Right. Although I have made the runners. playoffs every single year, unlike some people on this. And you have one title to show for it. I long for the days when Rooster was picking three Steelers in a row. <laughs> Those were the glory days. <laughs> now he knows all his shit. Now listen to him. He's grown up right before my eyes. By the way, oh. proud Papa. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, boy. I've got wide receivers split up into I'm going to talk about the top tiers, the sleepers, and we'll throw in some duds. 
I think the top tiers are pretty obvious, although I'm going to asterisk one of them. We'll start with who's the guy that's going to make Kirk Cousins amazing, Rooster? Jefferson? Yeah, absolutely. 108 receptions last year, 1,600 yards, 10 TDs. Guy's going to have another monster year. Um, Jamar Chase, of course. The Bengals, 81 receptions, over 1,400 yards, 13 TDs. And then, of course, the number one wide receiver who's going in all the, the, the mock drafts in my live draft on Saturday, Cooper Cup. But I'm putting an asterisk on him. By the way, he had an unbelievable – like, have you seen him? He had almost 2,000 yards receiving, 16, 16 touchdowns, and 145 receptions last year. It, that's incredible. That's incredible. incredible. Where, where did he? Get, where did he go in your draft? Uh, I want to say, I think he went top five. Have to look. I think he was in top five. Um, but let's talk about Cup for a second. Stafford possible injury. Well, who did they just lose this weekend? Big offensive lineman, right? I didn't hear that. I know I they, lo- they lost their starting. Uh, I want to say the right guard huh. on on Friday night. So they're down an offensive lineman for the season. Oh yeah, out for the year. It was a big loss. Oh. I don't know if someone can look it up, but I, I forgot what his name was. But it was huge. It was a big story. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think he can. He's not going to match what he did last year for sure. I mean, there's just going to be too many people on him. Um, I think I'm not, I'm a little worried about Stafford. I just don't know if he's as healthy as he, as he was last season. And if you get rid of him, he's in deep trouble. I, I'm not saying to, to, to put Jefferson or chase in front of cup. I think you have to take him as the first wide receiver off the board, but I would not be surprised if, if his production decreases significantly this season. Logan Bruss, right, the number yeah. one draft pick, right guard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go on. So I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. You know, the next, the second tier guys that you want to target. You know, I see Cup, Jefferson, and Chase were going in the first round uh, at my draft. Then you got into guys going in the second and third were Devonte Adams, CD, uh, Diggs, uh, and Debo. I've got Debo as a top uh, top pick. I also have him as a dud, so I'll get back. I'll, I'll, we'll go to that when I talk about wow. duds. Yep, that's right. What about your man, Mike Evans? I mean, I, have you seen our offensive line? I have no idea. We literally don't have – we've lost three guys. <laughs> I don't know how you recover he, from that. Other he's still, you're, you're still missing a big one, so I, I want to hear keep hearing who you got here because you're missing a big one. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh no, I don't have yeah. any commanders on, on my list. I just none for wide receivers. Okay, all right, that's fine. Keep it that way. Yeah. I don't. I don't consider Uh-oh. any of, any of uh, them to be quality this year. All right. Interesting. All right. Here, here's my sleeper. So this is this immediately. Is no one should take your advice, but that's fine. Go ahead. That's a, that's three Super Bowls in a row. In a in a row. You may want to. You may want to listen. Um. I like, okay, when a number one wide receiver leaves the team, I like 
looking at the guys who are left. Okay. So let's think about um, Baltimore. Marquise Brown, big target, big, big season last year, over a thousand yards, uh, close to 10 touchdowns. He goes to Arizona. Who's their number one now? Anyone know? In Baltimore? Yes. It's uh, Rashad Bateman. Remember this name. Rashad Bateman is the number one wide receiver in Baltimore. Nobody is talking about him. He's a Everybody's talking about him, no. Well, maybe, maybe the 14-year-old <laughs> about him. Rooster's mock fantasy draft in your, talk. In your weird yeah. mock fantasy. He goes into baseball. I told, you last to- week, I told you last week Rashad Bateman and Brandon Ayuk are the right. hot well, sleepers. He, they're, they're, these are sleepers. They're not going in the first four or five rounds. Uh, I, really, I really like this guy, especially because I picked him on Saturday. Elijah Moore. I got him in the seventh round, by the way. Now he's tied to Zach Wilson, so we'll see. Uh, but he came on strong at, at the end last year. Um, to my point about receivers leaving, Devontae Adams leaves Green Bay. Who's the number one now? Alan Lazard. Lazard, absolutely. Why why are we why are we not talking about this guy? I think he, he could, hasn't he done jack have- shit. Well, he's had Devontae Adams stealing everything from him. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a monster year. Somebody's got in here at those passes. Yeah, I think he is too. Rogers throwing him the ball. So I, I, I love that. Um, My, my last kind of uh, um, sleepers. What does everyone think about Juju Smith? I'm a big fan. No, washed up. He's not doing shit this preseason. I'd go with Gabriel Davis. I did have Gabriel Davis for the Bills. I like Juju. I think part of his problem was he was there at the tail end of Roethlisberger, your boy. Juju, he, he's pretty young, too. Still. He's only 25 years old. Yeah, right? he's like 25 or 26. Everyone right? thinks he's like Washington. He's something like 30, mid-30s, guys. 25 no. years old. He was with Roethlisberger. I think he turns around this year. I like, Who's throwing I like to Juju. him? Pickett or Trubisky? Huh? I, I think Pickett yeah, takes throwing to him halfway through the season, too. You know, Milk. Uh, left someone out, right, House? Well, who's throwing to him? Oh, well, did you I, see? I, who's I, throwing to Juju? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Juju's not on the Steelers anymore. How about how about somebody named Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, that's why he's uh, yeah. that's why he's a sleeper. Don't worry, I'll be ready on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, what is he saying? I was like, Juju's you know, in a uh, perfect environment now. No, you talked about a big-time receiver main target leaving. Allen Robinson left the Bears to go to the Rams. And while I have big question mark on Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney catches everything in his path. He had a very good season last year. He's sh- He's been shining in preseason this year. I definitely have a bias towards him because he's a wave, but he he's a, he's a real – Number one wide receiver option. I think he's going to catch a lot of balls for the Bears this year. A lot. I think it's a good call. I mean, so I have a question for House. First of all, two questions. What? How do you think um, AJ Brown is going to do? And secondly, why is Devontae Smith ranked so low on all these fantasy boards? I have that exact question. Well, Devontae Smith is is going to be a monster this year because AJ Brown is getting double teamed already. 
just in the one preseason game he played. He's going to be great. Uh, in terms of the Eagles targets, I hate to give this away already to you guys for this weekend, but <laughs> in, the, in terms of the Eagles targets, the number one target from Jalen Hurts in the spring uh, and the, whatever you want to call it, the preseason training was um, Dallas Goder, the tight end. Goder is going to catch a gazillion balls this year. Uh, he's going to be the real benefactor from A.J. Brown, but the second benefactor is going to be Devontae Smith. And A.J. Brown's going to have a great year. There's no question, but he's going to be double teamed and Devontae Smith runs perfect routes and he's going to be open. If Jalen can get him the ball, he's going to have a really big year. Jalen has a comfort level with the Devontae. I mean, that's that's why I'm like, I can't believe he's so low ranked. I agree with you. I well, agree. There's, so, there's a ton of depth in this year. There's a yeah. lot of good wide receivers. A lot. But I, I would put I'd put Devontae Smith up there where they're ranking DJ Moore and Alan Lazard and all those guys. Yeah, for sure. 15 spots below them. It's crazy. Are um, wide receivers now equal to running backs in, in value? I mean, is it a is well, it a, an even split now, or do you still think running backs are a little more valuable? Well, you've got to have like I would never take a wide receiver as in the top two picks. Like they haven't become that priority. Like the first, the top five running backs need to go in first in a in a draft. Uh, but there's a ton of and but 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 there's not a lot of running. But why? Backs. But why is that? I think that's what Chris is asking. Because there's not a ton of them. Right. That's There's the problem. Only a few good ones. There's a shit right. team of wide receivers. Well, and not only that, but a lot of teams running back by committee. So you don't That's even a get name. a top flight running back. You know, right. it's if you can get and we're you only just roll into the running backs because that's next. Well, one let me All finish right. with a couple duds that I think. Stay away from Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Yep. Anytime Geno Smith is throwing a football, don't pick them. My running. God, I know, right? How far has um, DK fallen? Yeah, I don't. He's yeah, a beast. Very far. Um, everyone's talking about Hunter Renfro. To my point, I think Devonte Adams comes there and takes everything away from that guy. I wouldn't pick him. Real low. I don't think he's going to have a good year. Am I? I am a little worried about Debo. He, <laughs> even though he's my pick Saturday. Because he got a lot of his touchdowns being a running back. And isn't that why he held out? Well, and also... He didn't Jimmy, want to be a running back anymore? Jimmy G's a far more accurate passer than Trey. And Debo caught a lot of short passes that are slants, you know, where he's just catching the ball and off to the races. He had like seven touchdowns as a running back. What do, you think, what, what, what do you think about... I'm seeing all these boards awfully high... For Amari Cooper, I feel like he's going to be a dud in Cleveland. I, I just don't see it. I don't see the fit there, and I don't see him being a number one receiver anymore. And well, what, I don't see them having a quarterback. I don't, I just don't like Amari. What wide receiver has gone to Cleveland and thrived? Right, he, he and was, they've taken a step backwards in the quarterback position. So yeah, I he agree. was largely ignored this weekend. I think he went real late. But Chris, no too. Bison to to Milk's point about the depth of wide receivers. Now, last year's draft, I found myself having sort of overdrafted running backs and needed some wide receivers late. 
And I just got lucky. And in like the seventh and ninth rounds, I think it was, I got Debo and Jamar Chase. That's how deep the draft was. That's for nuts. That's nuts. That's and there'll be guys like that this yeah, year. Yeah, they'll they'll be this year's Debos and Jamar Chases. Absolutely. But but Milks, you know, since this is our our, you know, like you guys have said, this is to make our listeners have a better draft, and we're all sharing our secrets. I mean, are you saying after the top, yeah, after the top five running backs come off the board, do you think it's open then to to wide receiver and or running back, whatever's there? Because after the top five running backs, it just gets to you know a little bit of a crapshoot, a little bit of running back by committee. You know, do you, does the draft shift after those top five come off? I think so. I mean, I think you're if you're sitting there now. Look, I I was at six and I got. Dalvin Cook. So there's still some right, some value there. Okay, but you're worried though. You're worried at six I am worried about because it because of injuries. You're worried if you pick Derek uh, Henry. You're worried if you pick McCaffrey because of injuries. So I could see yeah. somebody saying, "Screw it, let me take Cup." At Cup four, has to go in six. the first round. He has to go in the first round, and I think Jefferson has to go in the first round, and Chase maybe and too. probably Chase. So those three guys have to go first round without a doubt. All right, so you got nine right. picks left. Nine running backs? Well, five, someone's five taking, look, every yeah. year someone's taking Mahomes or Josh Allen in the yeah, first round. Somebody will, take, uh, somebody will take, like, Kelsey. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, just so – all right, so, Pope, you're covering running backs. Who are those top five? What's your strategy on, on running backs? Yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, uh, what Milka is talking about is 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 right that um, like most of the fantasy drafts that I've looked at in the top fifteen, you have about eight or nine running backs that go. But you have to me, you have a real you know clear top tier. You know, I've got them behind me. I guess you could argue uh, that Mixon would be uh, ahead of uh, Najee Harris, um, Dalvin Cook you know, give or take four or five, I don't know. But, you know, it's Jonathan Taylor, it's McCaffrey, uh, Eckler, uh, Derrick Henry, and then you could argue two or three more of those could could come in. But beyond that, um, then you're potentially looking at running back by committee, like I was talking about. And um, you've just got to, if you have a running back by committee situation, you just got to do your research on these teams and look at the depth charts and and try to figure out who you think is going to get the most carries out of the running back by committee. And sometimes the guy that's going to get the most carries isn't the guy to draft because he's not going to put the ball in the end zone. Right. Um, so you got to be a little bit worried about that. And you look for the running backs uh, that are, are dual purpose threats. Um, like my guy, Tony Pollard, I know he's not real high in the drafts, but you know, I, I just think Zeke is going to be a, a bust this year, and I think they're going to have to make that hard decision and 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 bench him and make him secondary. Tony Pollard is a threat uh, to run the ball up the middle or catch a screen pass and go down the field. I mean, you have other running backs like that to to consider. Um, the reason you know that you you draft these running backs so high is because they are a premium. Because once you get past the top, maybe nine or ten, then it's a crapshoot. Um, and you, and you can even sit around and wait until the seventh, eighth round and, and get some of the running backs at that point. And you'd be just as, as good as getting, uh, them up in three or four, uh, where you should get your receivers. So, I mean, you know, I got the fourth pick 
I kind of have an idea who will be available. I can't see a scenario that I'm not going to pick a running back or any other fantasy draft that listeners are going to go to. I think the top five picks are running backs. And, you know, if you're sitting though at, at nine, 10, 11, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't take a running back because of the uncertainty of, uh, of where they might be, you know, down the line. So um, who, has very, very... Pick? who has number two? Is it Zach? I don't know. I don't have the draft order in front of me. Let me ask a very direct question. Let's say, let's say you're in a 12 team league and um, you have the last pick. So you're picking 12th. Who are you hypothetically. taking? Hypothetically speaking. <laughs> oh my God. Bison, you need help. Oh boy. Well, look, I mean, the, the benefit of being there, I've been there 12 is you get 12, 13. So, yeah, that's you true. know, do do you want to get, two running backs and and one of them is going to pay off and one of them will be more iffy uh or do you want to get a running back and then you go get an elite wide receiver because the wide receivers will be there i mean other than maybe cooper or jamar you get justin jefferson at 12 or 13 no way or, or do you want balance you think they'll be gone jefferson go for balance go get the two best players you can get yeah draft on the board you can get so so nice twelve and thirteen in my draft this weekend was Mixon and Adams. Wow, those are so good picks. Getting, yeah, which is which is not bad. Really good. That, not sure about really if, good. If Bison, if Bison gets Mixon and, and Devonte Adams, he could actually avoid the crappy this year. No, this, <laughs> this is a PPR league. Are we PPR? No, we're, we're standard. Not. We're not standard. Yeah. So somebody took somebody took digs. In the in the first two, first round, which led that that opening probably to get somebody like Mixon. But I mean, but Pope, yeah. There's so I see it as like there's three. There's really like two. It's it's the running backs scare the shit out of me. Literally, always. There's, there's literally maybe one <laughs> pooping right now. Well, yeah, they literally scare the shit. Out it's of running me. backs and clowns. There's like. If you look at it, how many? There's like one sure thing. Maybe Jonathan Taylor is a sure thing. Eckler, maybe. I mean, are, I'd be worried about Najee McCaffrey. Harris, not what Najee Harris could have a horrible year. Yeah. Well, if, if 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 Pittsburgh can't pass, yeah, right. Stack the line. I mean, look what, who they're rolling with. Dalvin well, about- high injuries. Derrick Henry is hit or miss. Well, he had a. How about that injury last year? He's just got a lot of Kamara, miles. Ka- I mean, yeah, Kamara, Kamara didn't even play this year. Does he have a court yes. date? <laughs> He's going to play some, but he might get he suspended, suspended later in the year. Yeah. I mean, it's a disaster. Yeah. And then the, the running backs who were so hot last year for New England look like crap this year in preseason. And, and by the way, there's still, I mean, at least depending on when you're drafting, you know, as of now, there's still another game left for lots of injuries to happen too. Right. I mean, you, you can have your draft and all of a sudden you lose two offensive linemen on the, the team, the running backs running behind it changes everything. Yeah. Right. You know, who else is not, uh, who seems to be in the doghouse is your guy, Antonio Gibson. Yeah. I wouldn't take him. What's the he, deal may, with that? He, he may not be the start. He can't hold on to the ball. Yeah. I mean, he's, he one cannot one fumble. Yeah, no, he had one fumble so far this this year, but he's got a history of of fumbling, and and I think he's just in the doghouse with 
riverboat Ron. I mean, they, you know, he's just, he's unreliable right now with holding on to the football. Milk, I feel like you're talking, trying to talk some of us out of uh, running back in the first round now. (laughs) (laughs) If you, if you've got, if you've got the first five to six picks. Yeah. But the, the guys you were mentioning in the first five, you know, with injury concerns and, uh, you know, well, the problem is if you take wide receiver at two, what are you looking at when you come when it comes back to you? Shit. Yeah. Um, you're now you're looking at. I mean, well, you could take like Saquon and hope and pray. He could have a huge year. Could. Who are your duds? Who are your duds, Milk? My duds? No, I'm we're asking Pope. Pope. Oh, I'm sorry, Pope. Pope, who are your duds? Oh, well, I mean. <laughs> I, I think the the number one dud is Zeke, and that's personal. I just think that he's he's shot. Um, I can't believe they're once again, you know, depending on him to carry the uh, the offense. Um, I think Damian Harris is another potential dud. Uh, you were referring to that, you know, uh, Bison. So, um, look, I mean, they're running back. Milk's got me fucking scared now. Uh, <laughs> running back is is yeah. a dice, dicey proposition this year. <laughs> May want to go wide there's, receiver. There's the be, first pick. Do your homework. There's going to be a couple running backs that they're not on their radar screen though, and I don't know who they are, but that will um, at the end of the year you're going to be like, well, those are good values at eight and nine, eight All and nine round. Avoid, avoid guys who are hurt and who are sharing the ball with other people in. The same backfield. If you are sixth or seventh or eighth and you're like staring at Najee Harris, I would be freaking out. I don't know if I would do that. I may go look and say, who can I get? Who can I get a wide receiver? Because I might take somebody like Diggs over Najee. I'd take Chubb over. over or, or maybe what you do is you just go right for a tight end. Or you let's go. Right. Well, that's a good segue. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the tight ends. Oh, I mean, let's go. look, there's some guys on this list. You know, when when you look at the top five, and and you know, you start talking about strategy, and you're saying, okay, after the top five running backs, you know, then you kind of got to look receivers, and and you know, you've got like three receivers who you said should go in the first round. All right. Well, that's only eight picks right there. I mean, listen to some of these names. That you know, these are kind of the top five. I think everybody agrees. You've got Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, Darren Waller. Although I'm a little suspect on Waller uh, and George Kittle. Those are your top five. I mean, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of touchdown capacity in some of those tight ends. Um, and again, I put Go- Godert and Schultz up there too. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. And then after that, you, your next two are Schultz and Godert, and and those are you know those are good picks. I mean, there's you know if you start saying do do I want to get with my picks like do I want to get the best player I can at a certain spot? Um, you know, tight end is is an interesting place as to when do you start going? When do they start coming off the board? Uh, and if you can get a guy like Kelsey or Kittle or Pitts. I mean, Pitts, you know, everybody always talks about Pitts is going to be more like a wide receiver anyway. Um, so I don't know. I mean, what, what do you do with those guys? And House already talked about uh, 
Godert and, and what his season looks like. Um, and then, by the way, another guy who this is a little bit further down on most of the boards, but a guy who I think could have a decent year and Milky goes back to you and, and Kirk Cousins is uh, uh, Irv Smith in Minnesota. I mean, that's a tight end who's ranked pretty far down on most boards, but I don't know. I take a close look at him and then Gasicki in uh, in Miami. We already talked about about uh, Miami and, you know, for a guy like Tua, a tight end is always a nice option, right? I mean, that, that's they always work those tight ends into the game plan when they have a quarterback, they're a little, little spotty on Gasicki's a good player. So uh, there's lots of good options at tight end. I don't know, Milk, I guess you're the only one who's done a draft already. When did your tight end start falling? I mean, there's only there's only two guys worthy of getting picked in the first two rounds, for sure. That's Kelsey and, and Andrews. Um, I mean, and then there's a massive drop-off, right? So you've got, I mean, I think Waller might be the next best tight end, but I don't see him more than maybe well, late third, third round or fourth. And you Kittle's got problems, right? Because you don't you've got the Trey Lance issue. Pitts, who's throwing him the ball? Yeah, well, that's the problem with for Pitts. Um Mariota, so, but he, he's is Mariota inaccurate? Mariota. He's just not very good. <laughs> or just terrible. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, so it gets I think with tight end, it's like, yeah, you're gonna take you, you, either take the top two guys in the first two rounds. And I would say probably the second round, those guys go, maybe get Waller and Kittle. And then I don't know, man, start looking in the like eighth, seventh through ninth round to start getting, it's it's just, there's no value anymore. It's so much better to go get a, a running back or a wide receiver than pick one of these mediocre tight ends who are left. It seems like as the season unfolds with tight ends, a lot of times when you have quarterbacks get hurt and backups have to go in, you can find a tight end, like a matchup where, where some quarterback who hasn't played a lot or, or you know, just hasn't gotten a lot of reps this year is going to come in. And it feels like the tight end always gets a bunch of catches uh, in those kind of games because they're dumping the ball off or, or whatever when they don't know the offense. I, I feel like tight end, you know, sort of gets into one of those matchup who's playing like you can you can pick a tight end up week to week almost. If you're not, if you don't have one of those stud uh, top five guys, you can pick someone up week to week almost. The, by the way, the one that I can't stand who 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 burns me every year is Cleveland. David uh, Njoku. Joku. I just feel like he's always like listed high on a lot of boards, and I just feel like he never delivers. It's and I know again. Yeah, he just he just does not come through. I mean, and by the way, I'm not going to be a homer here. I'm not trying to be a homer, but look at weird situations, right? Like, so Gronk is gone. Kyle Rudolph comes in. I don't know. Brady loves tight ends. Ew. Rudolph is Ew. Rudolph, Rudolph is slow as molasses. What's where's Cameron Braid? Is he? Yeah, that's good. I mean, he's still there, but. You know who Njoku, Njoku reminds me of is your old uh, guy, O.J. Howard. Just a physical <laughs> specimen who can't seem to catch the ball. Gronk, Gronk and Kyle Rudolph should never be uttered in the same sentence ever I'm again. saying, I'm telling you right now, Kyle <laughs> Rudolph will have a decent season. 
Okay. You're good job. Two touchdowns. I'm not can, saying he's going to light it up. Can we maybe get a little – let's get a little action here on, on Rudolph versus Dallas Goddard. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, there we go. No, no, no. I won't take I'll spot you 100 yards and three touchdowns. I, I will tell you this. And let's, I'll, here's my bet. Uh, Kyle Rudolph will have more than four touchdowns. <laughs> what a barn burner. Draft him. <laughs> no. Would you like to take that bet? Greater than four? Yeah. You I'm going to let our fans less? weigh in on it. I'm going to let our fans weigh in on it. <laughs> oh, God. So, so right. Bill, with your Tampa, with your Tampa homeboy uh, draft, anybody take Gronk on the thought that he might come back uh, after the season starts? No, God. Well, like the like the free agent rights to Gronk or something. No one, right. yeah, no, no one was dropping acid as, at his draft. Right. <laughs> no, nobody took Gronk. That's good. To <laughs> Do know. not take Gronk. Hey, Bison, <laughs> is there a is there a? Let's assume you have to, and you're crazy. Let's say yeah. you're in a crazy league that requires two kickers, two defenses. Yeah. I mean, that? I feel like oh, I God. feel like this this is like the punishment for for coming in allegedly last. And the thing is that I have to cover fucking kickers and 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 uh, defenses on this podcast. I mean, this is like hazing by itself. I mean, do we really have to talk about kickers? Okay, look, if you can have Justin Tucker, that's fucking great. Congratulations. <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, go fuck yourself, right? I don't know. I mean, don't you, I mean, if you got to pick up a kicker, I don't know. I, I like, look, look at who's playing who, right? What's the matchup. What's the, who's the kicker. Who's going to, whose team's going to get them in the, either get them in the end zone a bunch or not be able to get into the end zone. And they have to kick a bunch of field goals. Um, I don't know. I mean, look, Cincinnati's got that kicker McPherson, who's, I guess it's the second year and he sort of showed uh, he's got a pretty stiff spine last year when he came in and, and kicked, you know, made a bunch of kicks to keep him advancing him through the playoffs. And, uh, you know, he's got some, he seems to have some cojones, so he might be a good guy to take. And, um, I, I think the, uh, the Rams, uh, what is it? Matt Gay for the Rams. He's, he's a pretty solid pick because that offense is necessarily going to be scoring points and he's going to get a chance. Um, I don't know. After that, I've always liked suck up. Uh, I think he's a good kicker and, and uh, we'll have opportunities. Yeah. But I think, the, I, I think the bucks are kicking a lot of field goals this year. Yeah. Well, that that's good if you're looking <laughs> for kickers, but I mean, shit beyond that, do we really have to keep talking about this? What about, what no. about Tyler, Tyler Bass? That's sure. A yeah, that's true. Buffalo. Yeah. What's your, what's I mean, your strategy bison for your second kicker? Don't be in a league that requires one. <laughs> if you have a strategy, you're finishing last again. So we, yeah. we, we, after all that bitching, our, our solution is we're just picking 15 guys now instead of 16, right? Oh, God. Brilliant. And then, like and then you got to take you a should defense. should only have 15 rounds. I mean, I, I, on defenses, you know, look, again, if you, if you get one of the top ones uh, – I guess Buffalo, I think Tampa, your defense is supposed to be pretty stout this year, isn't it? I mean, you should, you yeah. should, should be back. Not, and the Niners, not, yeah, the Niners have a good defense. But, I mean, after that. You can't that, say Dallas. No, I'm not going to say Dallas. I'm like, no. <laughs> but, How about the but, Rams? I mean, Are they good? At some point, um, I, I, oh. oh, boy. You should have said uh, Dallas. How? 
No, it was a phone call coming in. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Okay, so so how long do you hold on to your defense, or do you plan to hold on to them before you're just looking at the matchup every week and trying to find, you know, a good matchup? I I go through uh, defenses throughout the year about as fast as I take down a Mick Ultra. All right, Which right, pretty fast. Like one Never, to two a day. Like. <laughs> Seriously, why? I don't understand the defense. It's such a matchup thing. And you can literally, I, I literally will get it, my starting defense on the waiver wire every every week. Right. And whoever I start with, I just draft because I have to draft one. And then ultimately, like the first game, I won't even use them because they're playing like Buffalo. I don't know. I mean, somebody in this league uh, had a couple games where they ended up being tied at the end of the game. And as a result, lost the league. So sometimes the defense can be the difference between that extra one, two, three points that avoids. I'm sorry. The so difference saying, between waffles are, and no waffles. Are, are you saying that if you tie, you lose the league? I agree. Ties lose the league. Anyway, I agree with that. Now, Rooster, what did I, you do? What's your strategy? You're the defense. I think, player. look, I yeah. think if kickers, defense, and tight ends get overlooked, and I would give up a th- my third or fourth uh, wide receiver for for a good tight end. I would give up, you know, maybe my fourth wide receiver for a stout defense because if you can get ten points on a- out of your kicker and your defense, and last year Mark Andrews was putting up like fifteen to twenty points in a lot of these games. That will overcome a lot of mediocre running back and wide receiver play. I mean, I just think you I think you need some balance. You can't always be getting zero to five points out of three positions. But the problem is that you if you look at the schedule, I mean, who take Tampa. They got a great defense. Look at their first four games. Dallas, Green Bay. I mean, it's miserable schedule to start. So it's right. like, well, are you going to just sit with the Bucks defense on your roster and, and they're going to take up a whole spot, a defense? Well, you're going to take gonna, whoever's playing, playing Cleveland. Defenses and one kicker. So if I get the Bucks, I'm not starting them for the first three games. I'll start somebody else. I don't know. But I don't, know, I don't want anyone else to have the Bucks. Right. But the point is, is that whoever has that breakout game week one and week two and you go to the waiver wire and you're going to be like, well, shit. I got to get rid of somebody. Maybe it's this stupid defense. Yeah. Well, there's some unknowns uh, because of rookies who are coming in, right? Uh, that we don't know how they're going to do. House, what are you? Uh, what are you looking at for some of the the rookies? There are definitely some rookies that are going to score some points this year, uh, and that are worth taking. Um, a couple in the middle many of them in the late rounds, but I'm going to fly through each of the positions for some names to remember. One, you don't even have to remember because right now, number one running back on the depth chart of the Jets is Brees Hall. He runs hard. He runs well, and he's going to get a decent amount of carries because particularly it's either an injured gimpy Zach Wilson or a Joe Flacco. And you're going to see the Jets running the ball a bunch. And Brees Hall is not a terrible option, and he's a rookie. 
Beyond that, at running back, you know, we were talking about um, fumbleitis of Antonio Gibson. Uh, if anybody remembers just a season ago, just one more of these Bama running backs running like crazy, Brian Robinson is going to quickly start taking carriers for that Washington Commanders football team. I got to say commanders as many possible as many times as possible this year until people vomit. Um, so Brian, by, Robinson, by the way, I, I think that's a good, a really good call house. Yeah. Brian he's, Robinson. He is a beast. He's a beast. And I think he's going to get carries quick. Uh, he's not a bad guy to take super, super late. Um, I don't know how much Devin Montgomery thrills you on the bills, but he doesn't thrill me that much. And his backup is somebody by the last name of Cook, which might ring a bell. Dalvin Cook's brother, James Cook, will be the backup running back on the Bills. Keep an eye on him. And another kind of uh, just, you won't hear this name very much anywhere else, but we're going to give it to you here on the SMQBs. Corderell Patterson on the Falcons is a wide receiver turned running back. And that that shtick is not going to last very long. There's a guy named Tyler Allgaier. He is a rookie running back who you're going to see get a lot of carrier carries. And especially if Patterson goes down, that's one to remember. Also, Rashad Penny, big question mark on the Seahawks. They like Ken Walker a lot. At wide receiver, this was the stud class that everybody was salivating over this year. So you are going to see real points put up this year by Traylon Burks on the Titans, who replaces A.J. Brown. Um, You're going to see, we talked about last week, preliminarily on the show, George Pickens, uh, wide receiver on the Steelers. But the one that I love the most is Chris Olav, uh, wide receiver on the Saints. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to get doubled up, and Olav is a stud. And I think amongst the rookie wide receivers, you're going to see him taken early. Um, you guys were talking about who does Aaron Rodgers have to throw to anymore? It's Alan Lazard. Let's not forget that uh, Dynamo out of North Dakota State. Shout out to the disciple Christian Watson. Christian Watson's going to be a rookie who scores some points. And then, um, I don't know, Nicole Hardiman hurt. Juju, who knows if he's the way he used to be. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Keep an eye eye on this guy, Sky Moore. He's moving up the depth chart of the Chiefs. He does have Mahomes throwing to him. So those are your your wide receivers. Um, Your quarterbacks, I still think all three of these quarterbacks are going to be moving in as starters this year. I believe Malik Willis will move in as a starter at the Titans. I believe Desmond Ritter will move in as a starter on the Falcons. And I believe Kenny Pickett will move in as a starter on the Steelers. And while I wouldn't necessarily draft them, keep an eye on them on the waiver wire because I think those will be three of the better rookies. Finally, on uh, defense special teams, I really hate to do this, and I threw up twice before the uh, pod doing this, but this is a shout-out to Pope. If you guys haven't heard this unbelievable story of this guy, Cavante Turpin. Turpin time! So Turpin, (laughs) literally, did you guys see that league, which was remote controlled by the fans, like the fans could call the play in Europe or something like that? No, that's awesome. That's where this guy started. This guy was undrafted. He decided, I just want to play football anywhere. So he went to this remote controlled fan league, then parlayed that into 
playing for the New Jersey Generals of the Upstart USFL, returned like multiple kicks for touchdowns, became the MVP of the league. So the Cowboys said, oh, okay, we'll take a flyer on this guy. And what does he do this past weekend? He returns two kicks for touchdowns. Back this to back. Guy, he is going to score uh, punt returns and touchdowns, adding to an already, you know, pretty sack-heavy uh, Dallas defense. You know, he's a rookie that's going to add to an already pretty good defense. Cavante Turpin adding to the to the Dallas defense. You know why he was undrafted? He got kicked out of college for assault. Well, so he fits in perfect hey, fits in Dallas. Yeah, no, no wonder our image. No wonder Dallas took him. Jerry, Jerry loves the <laughs> the projects like that. To, you yes, know. he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he sure does. Yes, we have a long history of those. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you were talking about Olav. Um, Michael Thomas is hurt again. Yeah. So so Love he may not even be playing in the beginning of the year. I love Olaf. I, I need like a new injury, good. not just the ankle. He's got like a, a a hamstring problem going on. Not not that Jameis is is uh, Joe Burrow by any stretch, but Olaf has a chance to be this year's Jamar Chase. I think. Yep. Yep. Good. Uh, good summary. Okay. Any uh, any last minute fantasy? Well, how, I was going to ask House. House, who do you yeah. think is the first rookie to get drafted? I think the first rookie to be drafted should probably be Brees Hall. If running backs matter and you want pretty somebody who's pretty much going to carry most of it, he's so far and above Michael Carter. And, uh, you know, Preston knows that. So Preston's going to draft Reese Hall, too. He's one of our fans doing a real cameo live. Preston. What's up, buddy? <laughs> we have a new, new podcaster here. Nice. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, there, there one, you go. There's one, other, there, there's one other guy that should be drafted off your board uh, because they're not going to be able to throw. Even though Rooster loves Davis Mills, I forgot to mention, here's your sleeper rookie to draft. I'm giving get freebie giving away again. I'm sure Marlon Mack does not excite you on the Texans. So go out and get yourself Damian Pierce. You won't regret it. I think you're, uh, you know, I, I will be a homer on this for a second. But I think missing uh, Jahan Dotson is – I think he's going to surprise a little bit. Yeah. I, I You know, I, I I think he does have the number two spot on the other yeah. side, right? Yeah, and he's had a really good training camp, a really good preseason. I'm rooting for him. Are you? House, I may have missed it. Did you mention Drake Landon? I didn't mention Drake London only because his injury. I'm not sure how much that's going to nag him, but he should be good – on the Falcons. I, I like him too. If he didn't have his injury, I would have liked him a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I like a Nittany Lion to, to play well. So I'm rooting for Dotson. All right. Any other last minute advice on uh, fantasy? I like Trevor Lawrence this year. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering, God. I was wondering if his name was going to come up. The girl. I like him. I wouldn't draft him, but I like him. He has a comeback here. You like him as a second quarterback? No, I like him for his hair. He's got great hair. <laughs> no, no, Milk. You like him as a second quarterback? I think so. I think Mac Jones is a decent second quarterback. Yeah, he didn't go mentioned until just now. That's interesting. There was a lot of hype about him about 12 weeks into last year. 
then they played they played some competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody else? All right. How about uh, that's good for the fantasy preview. Uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, follow our advice at your own peril, people. Uh, I'll just say that much. But uh, how about any quick hitters outside of fantasy? Anything going on in the sports world worth noting this week? Seemed like kind of a quiet week, you know, a little bit. But well, how about Albert Pujols has six hundred ninety home runs now? I think it's six ninety. The guys on the last, probably last year of his career. I don't understand why there's not a farewell tour going on for him. He's Certainly a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, first ballot. That's a great story. I hope he gets the 700. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but you never know down that stretch. The Cardinals are hot, 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 hot. Yeah. There was an all-player meeting on the PGA Tour this week. We'll uh, stay tuned for further developments. Okay. (laughs) Anybody else? I have a question for you, Bison. Uh-oh. It's about your basketball team in Miami. Why in, <laughs> why in the world did they bring back Udonis Haslam for a 20th season? And they're paying oh a guy, guy $2.9 million to sit on the bench and do nothing. I think the answer is they wouldn't know what to do without him on the bench. I think after he's been there that long, I, I'm just really not so sure that they, they would know like how to turn the lights on in the arena if he wasn't on the team. That could be the greatest job in sports, Udonis Haslam's position on the beat. Yeah. But he must, you know, he he must be some sort of like locker room cohesive vet who just drives these guys or something, right? I mean, there's got to be some reason they keep bringing them, bringing them back. So Would make him an assistant coach. Yeah. Maybe he just wants a round number 20 years, say he did it. No movement this week on the KD sweepstakes. No movement. All quiet there. Memphis is in. That could be interesting. Interesting. That is interesting. Uh, uh, I've never understood why the why the Wizards aren't in. I mean, he's from the D.C. area. I've never figured out why that that's never like been an option. And he grew up there. Uh, why he wouldn't want to play in, in front of his hometown for you know a, a year or two in his career. Um, but I mean, it's clearly not. Well, I mean, you know, you put him on the team, it, it, you know, with Bradley Beal and uh, I mean, I don't know what they could, what else they could have, but you know, you, you could, you could have a good team. You add KD to a team, it, it makes it a lot better right away. I would say in about a month, Brooklyn's going to have to make a big decision about whether he's really serious about not playing for them and retiring. And if, if they think he's serious about that, then they may have to have a fire sale because right now there's no market for him. It's funny yeah. you say that, but like it, this is the weirdest thing. No one has leverage in this whole KD thing. Teams don't have leverage because they don't have enough to offer, and the Nets don't have any leverage because he doesn't want to play for them. It's weird. Yeah, it's a game of chicken yeah. right now with him and the Mets. What's the yeah. deal with um, the guy who was from on Philadelphia, Ben Simmons? Because they, they, you know, if they're going to keep if they're going to keep Kyrie. Um, that's a pretty good threesome if you can get them to play together. I I, I wouldn't bet he, anything on Ben, ben Simmons him. ever playing again. God, Ben that's, Simmons and Kyrie, oof, all head case team. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Well, well here is a piece I, of news that cracked me up. Can you guys 
Can you guys tell me that who's the fourth string quarterback for the Cleveland Browns? Um, I'll, I'll give you a hint. At least two of us thought he sh- should have been drafted in the top five a few years ago as a quarterback. Wow. Fourth string. They have a fourth string quarterback. Yeah. Well, for right yep. now they do. Right now they do until cuts come out. Um, is it Josh Rosen? It is. Oh yeah, he was terrible. He, yeah. he couldn't. Even, well, he couldn't even win the third string quarterback job. Actually, I, I, I saw. Yes, I sadly I watched everything because I'm that sick. But he was terrible. He could not complete a single pass. Josh Rosen is terrible. Yeah. I wanted the Giants to draft him, and you thought it was a good idea, too. I did, too. I wanted the Hebrew Hammer to make it, but he didn't. <laughs> All right. Any other quick hitters? And we don't always have a lasso on this show, uh, but we do try and come up with a punchable face. So it's, who, who's got one this week? I, if no I one does, a... I've got one. Come on, man. I have a milk slap, so you go if you've got a punch. Well, I got a punch. I mean, I got a punch. I'm going to punch. So, you know, we get into these fantasy leagues, and at the end of the season, you know, um, you come out and you find out that that somebody who has more wins than somebody (laughs) with ties, CBS Fantasy Sports deems a loser of a league in the league. And then you go and you look back and you realize that the NFL rules value ties uh, in some ways more than wins. And so I'm I'm punching CBS Fantasy Sports and the NFL. I'm leaving the IBFFL league out of it because it was just following the rules uh, that were foist upon it. But this is outrageous. There is nobody who could tell me that you'd rather have multiple ties than wins. Nobody. If you tell me you'd rather have more ties and one less loss than an extra win, then really I question, I question your manhood. I question your competitiveness. I question everything about life at that point. And I'm just telling you that that that's it. CVS and the NFL, you're my punchable face of the week. You fucking motherfuckers. I really hope, I really hope a producer can put a violin sonata behind that one. What a joke. Uh, what a whining Terrible. joke. I, 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 I want to give a milk slap uh, in all seriousness. And I, I even think I'm going to get Pope to agree with me on this one. But we discussed this by text this week. I, I want to give a milk slap to the PGA for what for what is the method on this tour championship. I, I've never heard of anything so stupid in my life. To have, other than maybe putting a runner on second base to start. Yeah, that's a good one. Which is like basically a phantom thing that doesn't exist, is to give somebody a phantom score before they score it. So next weekend in Eastlake, Scotty Scheffler, nice season, you know, pat on the back. He's going to start at 10 under. He is going to start at 10 under, and then Cantley starts at 8 under, Zalatoris is 7 under, et cetera, et cetera. So Justin Thomas, who's a pretty damn good golfer, is going to start out at three under seven strokes back of Scotty Scheffler or Matt Fitzpatrick, who won 
one of the majors this year starts out at three under seven back. It, it, this is so Colin Morikawa starts at one under nine back. This is the dumbest system I've ever heard. And because we're on a golf course and we like to golf clap and we're going to, we're going to slap, we're going to do a golf slap and we're not going to punch, but it, it's damn near close to it. This it's, is pretty dumb. It's, it's totally gimmicky, which is, you know, kind of what we've been criticizing the live tour for being, um, I, I, you know, Last year was uh, Rom and Cantlay went uh, toe to toe, and I can't remember. Uh, I think Cantlay entered the uh, uh, championship with the the minus ten score, but I mean, basically five or six golfers potentially have a shot, unless you have like an Adam Scott or a Mark or somebody shoot, you know, sixty four, sixty four. So, I mean, it's like preordained on the last day you're going to have the guys who are in the top five or six are going to be in the last groups. Um, yeah. And, you know, the whole way they do the the uh, the rankings um, as far as the points given, they don't give enough points on the majors. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to criticize the tour, uh, the FedEx and the tour championship. I think, um, oh, gosh, who was it uh, who did the article in the Washington Post? Was it Rick Riley that y'all had circulated? Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I think there's some real valid. It was, it was John Feinstein. The John Feinstein's article. John Feinstein. Yeah. Yeah. Very valid criticisms of the PGA Tour for that. Yep. Milk can't be on, but wanted us to make sure we mentioned the Yankees suck. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't think Rich is going with that. Anyone got anything else this week? Nope. All right. Good luck in the draft. Good luck in the draft, everyone. Have a good week. See you guys. See you next week. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.